Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. It's January 22nd, 2024. Are you used to writing 24 yet? I'm still not. But I hope you guys are all doing well. I'm back from my little bit of time off that I took around the holidays, and dude, I am so pumped for this year. I can't even tell you how pumped I am. I just feel like this is going to be a big year for our practice. I mean, you heard me talk about it. We lost two assistants, right? And then we rehired two new assistants, and they're great, and I love it, man. And just not missing the other ones. And it's got me kind of turning my attention to all the different departments in my practice because I'm seeing that sometimes if you don't have the right personnel, it can be a bigger issue than you actually feel. And then when they're gone, you're like, oh, man, you know? And I feel like hiring's been tough for a really long time, but these past like three to six months, we've been doing pretty okay. So I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying I am getting to the point in my practice where I'm like, we're not holding on to people because of hiring. We are ready to get the right people on the bus and make sure they're all the right people. And we're going to uphold everybody to the same standards and not allow anyone to bring us down. So yeah, I'm pumped this year. I got to share something. Did you guys do goals this year? Did you just make some goals for 2024? I did as well. And I was reading, I don't remember if I was reading an article or I listened to a podcast. One of the questions that this person said you should do for your goal setting is you should do one diva desire a year. What is your diva desire? If you were like the biggest diva and I'm like, picture like being in in the green room, you're like a rock star, you're pop star. And you're like, I only want the green M&Ms. I only want the the red M&Ms. I want a bowl of this like diva stuff, right? So I was thinking about like, what is my diva desire? What would I do? What's just just anything. And we drink a lot of like bubbler, like LaCroix, like seltzer water, you know, flavored seltzer water in my house. And upstairs in our master, we've got a refrigerator up there and it is full of that stuff. And downstairs we have a separate refrigerator that's full of that stuff. But it sucks to buy the stuff at the store and it sucks to carry it inside and it sucks to take it out of the box and it sucks to put them all in there. So half the time, they're just sitting in the garage on the floor. And then you got to go all the way from upstairs, all the way to the garage. I know you're like, when like big deal, dude, this is such first world stuff. That's the idea. That's the diva desire. I have found somebody that I have hired to come to my house once a week, check my two fridge, check both of them, go to the store, buy all the stuff, come back to my house and stock the fridges. How badass is that? And she's doing other stuff too. But my point being is that I was just like, there's no way I can find somebody to do this. And I'm just like, you know, I started looking on care.com and I started checking and I interviewed people and I found a really spectacular person that's just been running errands for us, like taking things from Amazon back to UPS, to the post office, mailing stuff for us. I mean, she goes to get our mail. (laughs) And I know you're like, goes to get our mail, goes to get our mail, walks across the street and goes to the mailbox and gets our mail because that's such a horrible thing to do. No, it's not a horrible thing to do, but it's nice to have somebody that can do this stuff. You know, she can do laundry for us, whatever we want to do. She's a housekeeper, errand runner, and an awesome person. And I wanted to share that with you because you need to come up with your diva desire for 2024 and nothing is out of reach. And you know what? Just go for it, man. You can do it. I had a lot of people say that, no way, I'm not going to find anyone to do this. And I think it's a great gig. It's a good gig. I'd do it. Let's talk about, I want to share a story with you. I'm hoping this seems familiar to you, and I'm going to be vulnerable, as I always am, because as you know, my practice has the same issues as yours, and I know what to do, but I can't say that I always do it or that my team always follows through. So we have the same issues that you guys have, right? 
Now, has your front end ever said, oh my gosh, we need more people. We're so understaffed. Or once we hire another person, it's going to be better. And then you hire another person and nothing changes. And then you hire another and the same story continues. Why is that? Why can't we solve all of our front desk woes by adding people? Now, this is the gem that I want to give you today. Why can't we do that? Now, we all know the front desk has the highest turnover at the office as far as departments go, but let's think about why. One, we've got multitasking. We've got the exhaustion from multitasking. And another, is it emotionally draining to work at the front desk at a dental office? Is every day predictable or is it unpredictable? Think about this. Has your friend ever said this? Like, this is a front desk member saying this. How predictable is my job? Well, some days patients are really pissed off at me for something I didn't do. I'd say that's valid. Some days I get asked questions that I don't really know how to answer. That's probably valid too. Some days I'm asked to tell the patients what we can or cannot do, and they're upset at me for policies I didn't create. Yeah. And I can't ever get caught up because I'm so overwhelmed with so many things. Does this sound like anyone that works at your front desk? I bet it does. Where is the predictability? So now for humans to be happy, we need some sort of predictability. And the front desk becomes very unpredictable, right? So the reason the front desk is so overwhelming is because we create more work for ourselves. Now, I know there's a lot of front desk people listening. They just go, what the heck is this guy talking about? F him, not true. Hear me out. Hear me out, okay? So we create more work for ourselves. And then we make ourselves busy. And then we can't get caught up with all the busyness that we created for ourselves. So we just throw in the towel and we say, this place is too busy. So let me give you an example of what I mean. A policy at my office is to collect 100% of the patient copay to schedule any procedure. Now, that's to schedule. That's not the day of. To schedule any procedure that requires more than an hour in the schedule or a copay of over $400. We pre-collect, right? Now, let's just say that we, me as a, like a front desk member, I'm not really comfortable holding the patient to that. So I'm like saying, I go through the treatment plan. I go through everything. I show it to the patient and I say, Okay, your copay for the next appointment is going to be $500. In order to reserve this appointment, you need to pay that today. Did you want to do that? And that's exactly how I say it. I'm kind of hesitant. I'm nervous. I don't like this policy. I don't like telling patients this. They're not used to it. And then the patient responds with, why do I have to pay that? I never did before. I'm not paying that. And then we get flustered and we say, you know what? I understand. Can you pay it the day of? And they go, yes. And we go, okay, we'll just pay it the day you come in. Okay. So what might happen now? We didn't take the payment. We didn't uphold the policy. We made an exception. We got that patient in and out. They got the appointment. This whole conversation maybe took, I don't know, a minute, two minutes, who knows? Now let's think about what might happen. Option one. Now the patient didn't pay, put anything down. They're going to come in and pay. Option one, the patient cancels last minute because they don't have the money. Hey everyone, it's me, Dr. Paul Etchison, and year end is coming up, and if you've got the right CPA working in your corner, well, you already know what you're going to pay in taxes, and you know that you aren't going to be surprised come springtime. I see so many practice owners putting so much time into doing their own bookkeeping, payroll, and financial planning for the year. Your CPA should be someone in your corner, providing you with the tools to help make decisions regarding running your practice. And if you aren't getting useful and timely financials, you are essentially driving a car without a dashboard. 
I want to tell you about Bull Moose Financial, a firm specializing in dental practices that can handle all of your bookkeeping, all your financial reports, tax and state compliance, as well as giving you tax projections well before the year end so that you can plan and make changes proactively. I worked with Bull Moose for six years before I partnered with MB2, and I can tell you, they know what they're doing, and I never realized how much I truly needed a dental-specific CPA until I started working with them. So stop wasting time trying to do it on your own. Let the specialists handle that part of your practice so that you can spend more time growing your business. Reach out to Bull Moose Financial at bullmoosefinancial.com, and if you mention the Dental Practice Heroes podcast, they will waive the $2,000 onboarding fee. That's a $2,000 value. That's bullmoosefinancial.com. That's B-U-L-L-M-O-O-S-E Financial. So what do we do? We spend time on the phone with the patient trying to find them a new appointment. We lost the time in the schedule that we can never get back. We spend time now calling other patients trying to fill it. And now we have to work harder to make up for the lost revenue to meet our production goals. And now we have another appointment on the books from this patient in which it's probably in the future. We're probably going to have to verify eligibility. We might have to make a confirmation call. We might have to look at the account the night before and check for balances and all that stuff. How long did that take? How long did all that extra stuff take? All right. Option two. Let's say they come in and you go to collect and they say, wait a second, how much do I owe for what? We now have to check the treatment plan again. Now, remind you, we already did this last. We already went through the treatment plan. We have to explain what's being done. We have to explain what the insurance coverage is. We have to check and make sure the insurance coverage is correct because we don't want to tell them anything wrong. So we have to explain to the patient what they owe again, just like we did at the last appointment. Now, they didn't have any questions about it then when we asked for that payment, but they do today because a few weeks have gone by. Now, we're behind because the patient didn't get sat on time And we're behind, so now we're running around, we're not taking the best care of patients, and maybe the doctor goes to do an exam, and there's a cracked marginal ridge with a big old amalgam, and we're not going to discuss that with the patient because we're behind. We don't take the best care of our patients. How much work, extra work, did we add for ourselves there? Having to explain the treatment plan again, because time has went by and they want to make sure it's right. How much extra time did we add? Now, how about option three? Patient comes in. Oh, man. Golly gee, I forgot my checkbook. Does that ever happen at your practice? Now we're looking at this opening in our schedule and we're saying, oh gosh, I guess they're good people. They'll pay. I don't want to have an opening in the schedule. You go back, you ask the doctor and you say, hey, they can't pay for it today. Is that okay? They said they'll come in and they'll pay it next week. And the doctor goes, yeah, sure. Okay, so guess what? Patient doesn't pay it. We get the work done, patient doesn't pay And we print the AR report at the end of the month and the patient's name's on there. So we see the balance. So we see a balance. We got to go, what's this balance about? We open the chart. We check to see what they owe. Is this correct? We verify the balance is correct. We're looking for claims to close. We're auditing the chart. And then we have to send a statement. So we print it. Then we stuff it in an envelope. We put a stamp on it. We take it to the mailbox. Then we call. We do a collection call. Hey, you have a balance. Just want to check and give us a call if you can do this. Then we send them a text link because we want to make it easy. We send them a text link. Here's a link you can just pay on your phone. Isn't that great? And then the patient doesn't pay it. So we print out the AR report next month. And then we do the same thing. We open the chart. We audit it. We print a statement. We stuff it. We put the stamp on it. We do a collection call. We send a text. And guess what? Patient doesn't pay it again. Now it's like, okay. It's not like maybe maybe they're not trying to ghost us, but they're like looking at it. They're going, oh, I'll take care of that some other time. Then... Maybe we send them to collections. Maybe the collection company does it. And then they're like, oh, crap. 
what a bunch of jerks. I can't believe they sent me to collections. They pay it to the collection company. Collection company pays us, takes their 35% cut. We now have to enter the payment into the computer. We have to adjust off the patient chart. Chances are we probably don't have an appointment for this patient. They don't want to come back because they owe us money. So now we have to call them. We have somebody we have to reactivate, right? In those three options, how much extra time did we add to our job, right? I mean, we're talking like, I don't know, maybe like 20 minutes, 40 minutes, probably like an hour and a half sometimes because we have to keep doing it over and over again. When what we could have done is on that first day, we could have just collected the damn balance. The patient was right in front of us. We explained the treatment plan once. We told them what they had to pay. We're using the correct verbiage and tone when we ask for it. And then if the patient gives an objection, we answer it the way that we're taught to and they schedule and then they show up and then they have the work done and we don't have to take another payment. We don't have to go over the treatment plan again the day of the appointment. We never have to audit the chart to make sure the balance is correct. We don't have to fill any open slots. We don't have to make any phone calls. We don't have to do anything with collections. We don't have to get behind and then get caught up because the patient came in, they had the work, they scheduled their next visit in the back and they walked right out the door. We stayed on time because we sat them on time and the front desk had to do nothing other than say hello and check the patient in. So a proper conversation about collecting and taking a payment can take, I don't know, two minutes or we break that protocol and then we make that whole process with that patient transaction. We make it take 45 minutes for that one patient, for one appointment. Now, what if we don't just do it with one patient? What if we do it all freaking day long? We do it all day. Now, front desk is busy. Why are they so busy? Why are we creating so much extra work for ourselves? The front desk is busy for three reasons. One, either there's no clear policy. You have no policy at your office. Two, there is no accountability. You are not making sure this policy is followed. And three, the team just doesn't have the verbal skills or the training to do this, to properly do this and handle that objection. It's about the tone. It's about the confidence. It's about the words you use. It's about your belief in your heart that this is the right way to do the business. And it's about sticking to your guns. So this is why I love systemization. This is what I teach in my programs. We decide what we're going to do. We get agreement from the whole team. We provide the training and then we hold people accountable. I mean, that is it in a nutshell. And then magically, a lot of our busyness, it goes away. We no longer need so many people. We no longer feel burnt out. Our days become predictable. This is what I want for your office. So think about that. What are you doing at your practice or allowing to happen at your practice that is day over day shooting yourself in the foot? And if you don't know, and you don't know how to fix it, you can go check out what I have on www.dentalpracticeheroes.com. Or if you want some help and guidance navigating these issues, getting the results that you really deserve, I can help you. My team can help you. So think about that stuff. Here's your goal for this week. Look at your practice. I want you to find one area of your practice that's messed up like this because we all have a ton of them, okay? And I am just as guilty as you guys. This is something that I am addressing this week with my team because we are not following our protocols for pre-collecting and we have a busy front desk. Like I said, I know what to do. Sometimes I don't do it. No matter what, if you teach your team and you do it one way, if you don't check up on it, the system slip because we all want to do easy. And easy is taking the short-term way out. It's easy in the short term. Just take care of that payment when you come in that day. 
but we don't realize how much it kicks us in the ass in the long term. Okay, so find one area in your office this week and just explore. Discuss with your team. Discuss this episode with your team. Have them listen to it and see what you can do and what you can come up with to make a difference. Come up with a solution. Hold the team accountable. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Hey, and go to dentalpracticeheroes.com. There's a little speak pipe link in there. And I want you to share with me some system you got, some piece of advice you got. You just say, hey, I'm Dr. This from this. And I wanted to share this and you just share it. And I want to put it on my episode. I want to get some listeners in here sharing some systems because that's what we're about here. Systemization and running a predictable practice that is stress-free. I hope you guys all have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. This is Dr. Tyher doing Colorado Surgical Institute. Dr. Brisky and myself have really enjoyed doing these podcasts with Dr. Etch and talking about everything clinical. So keep your guys' feedback coming. It really helps us curate what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. If you want to learn how to do live patient surgeries and actually do the work yourself with the guidance of Dr. Brisky and myself, come out and see us. We're in northern Colorado. We're just north of Denver, and we can have you do anything from single implants to wisdom teeth to IV sedation to oral sedation, bone blocks and GBR and sinus lifts, vertical and lateral, and full arch with the whole digital workflow using photogametry, 3D printers, mills, and all of the above. So we're here to help. Reach out to us. You can call Chris Richards, our director, at 970-420-6148, and he will definitely have a hero discount for you guys because we love Paul and we love DPH. Your practice is pretty good, but you know it could be better, right? What if you had all the systems necessary, had the buy-in from your team, and had the leadership and management structure so you didn't have to shoulder all the practice management yourself? I am so excited to announce that my new seven-phase coaching program is designed to do just that. My leadership team and I take you and select members of your office through seven phases of systematizing, training your team on all the systems, getting every system documented, and most of all, teaching your team how to help you manage and grow your practice. By combining online instruction, sample documents, worksheets, exercises, we present you and your team over 35 hours of training in nine different curriculum tracks based on the position in the office, and best yet, we coach you through it. At the end of the 10-month program, you have a fully systematized practice with a new leadership structure in place, and your practice will run smoother than it ever has. This program is special because we get the team involved and change the way your practice gets things done. 
go to dentalpracticeheroes.com, check out the OmniPractice Total Team Success Program. We offer one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching options, not to mention a la carte mini courses. We just finished our first batch of offices and we are starting a new 10-month group program in August. We're only taking 12 offices, so if you want to get in on that, better get in on it. There's just way too much to explain in a small commercial, so go to the website to learn more about the Omni Practice Program, dentalpracticeheroes.com.